there are other points of interest from these various meetings. Much has been learned about atopic dermatitis in recent years that can help us take care of our patients better. And at a basic science level, what do we need to know to help us understand how to target the right medications for the right patients? What do we know about the disease itself? And two posters presented at the 2020 American Academy of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology virtual annual meeting were really worth noting. The first was a study that looked at the role of the human microbiome in the development of a wide variety of disease uh, was really interesting. It was entitled Alterations in the Composition, Functional Gene Profiles, and Metabolites of the Gut Microbiome in Infancy that Determines the Natural Course of Atopic Dermatitis by Dr. Yoon Mi Park. And this shed some really interesting light on atopic dermatitis. Really, in brief, this study set about to examine the composition and function of the gut microbiome in infancy as it relates to atopic dermatitis. And uh, uh, it involved 132 infants, 84 were healthy, 22 had transient atopic dermatitis and 26 had persistent atopic dermatitis. The composition of the gut microbiota were analyzed by fecal samples and a whole series of really exotic uh, uh, profiling. It showed that the gut composition of Clostridium species and Acromantia species is lower than that of gut streptococcus is higher uh, at six months of age in infants with persisting atopic dermatitis. Low levels of streptococcus species and high levels of acromancia in the gut at six months of age were evident in children with remission of atopic dermatitis at two years of age. And the relative abundance of streptococcus and clostridium was associated with the severity of atopic dermatitis. The significance of these findings is likely quite real and important, but certainly not understood by me. I don't think there's one disease, atopic dermatitis. I think there are many diseases and how the gut and the skin are related pathophysiologically is a bit uncertain. Moreover, this work was done in South Korea and was really world-class work. At the same time, the microbiome of the gut, as well as the skin, differs all over the world. Does atopic dermatitis in South Korea resemble atopic dermatitis in France or China or the United States? We don't know the answer to this. Does the gut composition of the microbiotic species, does this predict things in one uh, group of patients with atopic dermatitis versus another. We don't know that. But it's fascinating that just by looking at gut species, these investigators were able to sort out differences between atopic dermatitis patients. 
The other is a poster by Dr. Mohamed Taki and colleagues entitled Atopic Dermatitis Phenotypes and the Subsequent Development of Atopic Diseases in a High-Risk Birth Cohort. This study sought to investigate the association between atopic dermatitis phenotypes and the subsequent development of allergic diseases in childhood. In this study, nearly 300 children were enrolled at birth and followed prospectively. They had their occurrence of atopic diseases, including atopic dermatitis, food allergy, allergic rhinitis, and asthma, with annual questionnaires followed forward for six years. The method that they chose to use is latent class analysis. And this is a method that in a non-judgmental way looks to find relationships between various different conditions and relate them statistically, even if it may not be uh, obvious clinically. It's used in many, many different kinds of settings. So this is a novel use in this setting. These analyses identified three separate atopic dermatitis phenotypes, the none or intermittent group, the late onset, that is late onset in childhood group, and the persistent atopic dermatitis group. Persistent atopic dermatitis, but not late onset atopic dermatitis, was associated with a significantly increased risk of food allergy and allergic rhinitis at age six years. By contrast, both persistent and late onset atopic dermatitis was associated with a significantly increased risk of asthma at age six years. Overall, it appears that the age of onset and the persistence of atopic dermatitis have an impact on other allergic diseases. And I find this really interesting because in my own daughter, who had pretty severe persistent atopic dermatitis, uh, she went on and developed quite significant asthma. So we don't believe that atopic dermatitis is one disease. There are many different phenotypes of atopic dermatitis. Ultimately, we may divide atopic dermatitis into three or 10 subtypes. But these kinds of work help us to begin to break down the barriers between different types to help us understand what are their risks long-term? How should we treat them best? Who should we monitor for other concordant diseases? So this is a really great study. Thank you.